A Weekend with Jason Dacey Replay from Money FM 89.3. This is part two in our career discussion. I'm with uh, Adrian Chu and Tian Chi from Career Agility International. We have this career resilience uh, segment uh, every week now, guys, and I'm sharing war stories from my 40 year career. Um, you know, ups and downs. And sometimes, Adrian and Yen, they're very dramatic. Sometimes they're less dramatic. And this is going to be a story about sort of, uh, you know, how time, sometimes in our career, Adrian, we go through rest periods, where holding patterns where not much is happening and you've got to make the most of it. Yeah, we, we call that a hovering. <laughs> hovering. So, yeah, just hovering, just hang around and wait and see or what's better. But, but sometimes it's important to have such pauses in your career mm-hmm. journey to pause, reflect and uh, to see what else is out there. Yeah. And we don't know when they're going to come yet, do we? They can, we think we're going to be really busy and then suddenly we, there's, it's quiet for a while, right? I can just say from experience that I, I relished every maternity break ah. um, that I had three times over. Yeah. Because mm. it was a proper break to take time out from the craziness of the corporate jungle. Yes. Well, I haven't had a maternity break. Yet. <laughs> I would imagine you. <laughs> Did so, you have paternity breaks? Uh, no, I didn't actually. Uh, but um, I, I actually did enjoy the rest periods or the quiet periods. This is a, a, my Hong Kong chapter. Did you know I ever had a Hong Kong chapter? No, I didn't. That's how quiet it was. Yeah. I never knew about that. <laughs> <laughs> so this was, uh, I mean, look, we've shared in previous episodes about the time when I got laid off in Singapore and then I had to get a job elsewhere and I scrambled and got the job in the US, right, for two years. Yes. Job in the US wasn't that great. And I just, saw out the two years of the contract. I decided, oh, I'm just going to see it out and make the most of it. It was about 12 years ago or, yeah, roughly 12 years ago. I'm thinking, what do I do next? I want to get back to Singapore, but the job market in Singapore wasn't opening up. My wife's from Hong Kong and we said, okay, let's go to Hong Kong, you know, because you can, I can get a Hong Kong ID card there. You know about the, the good old Hong Kong ID card. We have relatives there. And it was actually cheaper to stay in Hong Kong at that time, about 12 years ago, in short-term accommodation than it was here in Singapore, mm. you know, because obviously contacts and she knows places and all that. So we actually stayed in a long-term hotel that was kind of like, yeah, it's pretty much like a hotel room, but a service department kind of arrangement. It was actually very affordable. It was f- less than the rent for a, a condo or even a, a decent HDB in Singapore. And it was, a, you know, a bit far out. Hong Kong people are obsessed by location. So you're a bit further out, it's pretty affordable. So I decided to look around. I, I'd uh, wanting to try and find out if there was anything in the Hong Kong market. And as you guys know, it's mostly a Cantonese language market and there's not much going in Hong Kong, but there are some international companies there. So I got there, I think it was the end of 2008 roughly, and we're looking around and I'm just – the good thing was though, Adrian, is that my previous company, the, the company in the US, had given me some ongoing freelance work. So I got there. So I had a bit of momentum working for them in a freelance basis. And I think it's very important, isn't it, when we do make that bridge – that we have something to keep us going and give us a routine and get some money coming in. Yeah, and, and I'm very impressed actually that you made the move and then figure out what to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's <laughs> well, I was gutsy. desperate to get out of the US. <laughs> I, I just didn't want to be there really. You know, it's winters and snow. We spoke about that last week and, and it was not a happy time in the US. It was pretty troubled in that in that period, you know. And then, of course, there are all sorts of stuff going on around the world and the world's not an easy place. So I wanted to get back to Asia. Hong Kong was my holding pattern, but, you know, we're looking at, trying to get a job in at TVB or Pearl and some of these Hong Kong broadcasters in the English language area. You know, I work as a broadcaster. So I was actually offered a job to work as a sports reporter for, for TVB, which has had English news, but the money was terrible. You know, it was around 
3000 a month, Singapore dollars, 4000 a month, which is pretty a lot less than I was making. And I said, well, look, I, I don't mind doing it, but can I have any flexibility with the job? If it's not much money, then I'll need to make money, make money elsewhere, you know, because you're working for a, an English language news. And they said, no, no, you need to be there for the whole eight hours, even though you're only going to be on for a short time. So I decided then that this was not going to be a good career step for me at that point. And I was, as you know, I would have been mid to late 40s at that time. Did you take the job? No, no. Yeah. But I was, tempted, I was tempted to take it. If there was more flexibility offered, yes. then I would have taken it. Yes, yeah. that's what I would recommend for most individuals who are looking for something to hold off, a holding pattern, so you Yeah, say. it was a holding pattern. So if there is a less than ideal opportunity, always try to make it a short-term one mm. or a flexible one. Ah, yes. So that it gives you a chance to incubate something on the side. And you already had something on the side. Yes. But it was a little bit rigid for them to uh, want to insist that you were there for the entire eight hours. Yeah, very rigid, uh, Adrian. And I think this partly shows the mentality of, of this company not being perhaps is forward thinking or is international. It gives an a, you know, indication this is a pretty, I wouldn't, I'm not going to say tin pot operation, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they haven't got the memo on the gig economy yet. Yeah, so yeah. they didn't realise that everything's a gig. And, and I think yeah, Yen is right. It's a bit inflexible and a bit unreasonable. Like, yeah. You're only going to be there or on air for like two, three hours a day. Oh, less. I mean, a half, less. you know, just it really is a one hour bulletin or a half hour bulletin. You, I mean, of course you have to prepare stuff, but you know, you're efficient. And I guess I could have gone in there and seen if there was more flexibility once I was there. So I decided not to take it and I just continued to do like portfolio stuff, sim- similar mm-hmm. to what I'm doing now, I guess. So I, I started writing a, a, a sports column for the South China Morning Post, which is a very good paper. It's like the Straits Times. Yes. It's a very established paper. So that was one, another Another form of revenue, Adrian, that I was coming, getting as well. I'd also travel to Shenzhen and, and work at Mission Hills Golf Club and doing some of the stuff for their magazine, you know, writing articles for them. I was doing bits and pieces here and there. And because the outgoing expenses weren't that high, it was affordable, you know. Yeah. Portfolio careerism gives you options and more importantly, it gives you a variety. Mm. And that variety gives you access to new networks. So I think you just did everything by gut feel, but you did everything right. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. I'm talking about my Hong Kong chapter about a decade or 12 years ago with uh, Zian Chi and Adrian Chu from Career Agility International, part of our career resilience segment. You know, the money wasn't flowing in, but I was doing some interesting stuff, uh, working for magazines and newspapers. I Also, I traveled to Singapore sometimes and do freelance gigs. You know, I did voiceovers and they, they, I'd try and just give myself that flexibility to do fun stuff. But of course, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm thinking, well, I need to really get into something soon. But it was just about six months that I was there. And then I'm looking around for, for more stuff, Adrian. And I guess... It was also over winter. We all know Hong Kong is very nice in winter. So yeah. I was enjoying that, Chinese New Year and all that. But th- at the back of your mind, Adrian, you're always thinking, what's next? What's next? Yeah. but uh, So you were there for how long? Six months? About six months. And just towards the end of that six months, um, that was when I got the Malaysia job in Astro. And I was starting to negotiate that from there. And, and funnily enough... Astro thought I was from Hong Kong. They thought I was a long-term Hong Kong person. <laughs> yeah. Did that look in your favor, I guess? Uh, well, yes and no. Yes and no. Yes I, and guess, no. I guess because if you, were, if you were in the US and everything, you probably would not have gotten access to this opportunity, right? That's true. Yeah. yeah. So I think some things happen for a reason. Yes. Uh, no matter what 
point in your career you are, how you're feeling about it, about your job, about everything else. Uh, things happen for a reason. Sometimes the best response is just to stick it out rather than just uh, take something, take a drastic action and quit. Uh, the best advice that we give is uh, pause, take stock, and then strategize. Yeah, in fact, as we t- discussed last week, because I didn't quit from that US job that was very troublesome. From and Remember, I wrote down 20 oh, reasons yeah. <laughs> why I wanted to leave, and I could have written 30. But the fact that I left on good terms, Yen, they gave me that ongoing freelance work that kind of kicked me through the next uh, six to 12 months. It wasn't, again, it wasn't great money. It was okay money. But I had that. I had the um, magazine stuff. I had the the column that I did for South China Morning Post. So, And actually working for the South China Morning Post and doing a weekly column and getting a picture on the back page of the paper, that was a pretty big deal. <laughs> it is. Everything adds to what is known now as your portfolio. Mm-hmm. And, and it speaks to your versatility. Yes. speaks to your agility. speaks to your willingness to try new things. So all of which are really strong, very good intangible attributes that employers would look for yes yeah. so kudos to you yeah thanks thanks you know one regret I have Adrian is that we didn't buy any Hong Kong property at that time <laughs> oh you should have <laughs> because it was really cheap around 2008 and 2009 oh, it was oh the crash yeah it was really it was just after the financial crash yeah, yeah. so that's another element that uh, I forgot to mention was uh, it was just after the global financial crisis so again there was that uncertainty about what's going on yeah I think it would take a really bold decision to do to buy properties uh, A during that period and B if we, given your career situation at yeah the time, I didn't right? have a lot uh, of money no, I mean we had a bit, of, a, few, a bit of saving but it's there a huge wasn't commitment. Yeah, it might have been hard to get in, get a loan with that kind of uncertain, uh, you know, career that I had then. Yeah, but the beautiful thing about it, you had six months of uh, fantastic Hong Kong food, the uh, roast roast mm. goose, and well, all, yeah, all the good yeah. stuff, right? I yeah. Guess. Well, I love the Hong Kong milk tea, and I love the breakfast and the and all that stuff. The dim sum. Yeah, I'm not really a dim sum guy, as you know. I'm pescatarian, uh, but I love all that kind of you know French toast and. All that uh, stuff that you get, you know, the, the Hong Kong chili. And, uh, but, yeah, it was a good chapter. And, and then uh, at the end of that, in 2009, I got the offer from Astro and then we made that move. Um, and that, again, got me kick-started with my career. But it, it did open doors and I was able to travel back and forth. So let me tell you the five things I learned from my Hong Kong chapter. Number one, I used work from a previous company as a bridge to kind of just get me over that uh, uncertainty. Number two, I started small with a weekly column. Number three, I turned down a dead-end job, you know, the one with uh, TVB that was going to pay me 3000 a month and I would have to stay stay there. Not not 3000 Hong Kong dollars a month. That's going to be really low. But, <laughs> <laughs> but quite low, uh, you know, salary for a media job. I used Hong Kong as a base to travel to other destinations and that would be Shenzhen. I also went to Bahrain. I was doing a story there, Bangkok. And I assessed that greater opportunities lay elsewhere after six months. And I said to myself, okay, I've tried out Hong Kong. I've been here for six months. Nothing's really lit up. Now I've got to go to the next step. And your resume would look really good. Again, Mm. because if you look at someone's profile and and you see the variety and I guess the extent of the projects that you've done, it's a great thing. So, So again, the versatility, the agility, the ability to take things and run with it. Um, that That's a really, really positive attribute. Yeah, and Adrian, I tell young people who work in media like, my, like I was 20, 30 years ago, I say, look, don't always be fixated on that big job. Yeah. Because it, all that, that big job and being in that big company is not always easy to get. In the meantime, try and curate things that will make you look attractive to your next employer, you know, whether it's writing a column and doing this and that. 
get out there, get experience, get exposure. You know, at, at our company, uh, Career Agility International, we, we focus a lot about changing the mindsets of our clients towards, instead of job titles or, or job descriptions, into towards skills. So like in your case, the six months there, you picked up a lot of skills which were relevant to you right now as you're running Cockatoo Media. Mm. That's why it makes your company a huge, uh, very versatile and very effective because end of the day, you have experiences in print, on radio, on TV, on the web and everything, right? So yeah. end of the day, all these journeys uh, give you skills. And yeah. I think the six months there was fantastic for you, right? Yeah, it was really good. And, yeah, and sometimes we have to get a bit gritty, don't we? We have to get down and dirty. There, there are people, and I was just saying this to a friend the other day, there are people who just love being in big companies mm. and absorbed by that massive structure and they're a little cog in the wheel. But sometimes you got to get down and dirty and do stuff with your hands and, you know. And it builds your technical skills. Mm. It builds your technical skills and ultimately your credibility moving forward. So even if you were leading a team in the future, you know exactly what your team is getting up to. You have that technical mm. savviness yes, to exactly, understand yeah. um, the whole process. Mm. So again, it, it's all part of building um, a level of skill, a level of deepening of your skills. So it's great. Yeah, yeah. So I look back quite fondly on, on that period, you know, and my wife was happy going back to Hong Kong. <laughs> so uh, how, did the, how does everyone out there reach out to you guys if they want to maybe get some advice about this kind of period in their lives? Well, they can visit us on our website, www.careeragility.org, or they could just uh, WhatsApp, my, WhatsApp us at uh, 8838-0557. Okay. I repeat, 8838-0557. So that's easy. All right. Okay. You're on LinkedIn as well. You're on LinkedIn, yes. So we you know, I can see how active you guys are yeah, on LinkedIn. we love it. And we share some of these uh, uh, discussions via podcast too. So thanks very much to Zian Chi and to Adrian Chu from Career Agility International. Go Do go and visit them and their lovely office with a lovely view in the Clifford Centre in Singapore. Have a good week, guys.